It's time to get all set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics with your hosts, Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. When I hear the coffee brewing, I think, what the heck we doing? Because I got barely any sleep last night. As the diaper bag I pack with hot wheels, dollies, and some snacks, I say, oh, pray there'll be a seat in the cry room this time. It's all right, because I'm all set for Sunday. It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for Sunday Welcome to All Set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics to be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass. My name is Scott Williams, my co-host and jolly good friend is Jeff Trailer. <laughs> jolly uh, with my bowl full of, or my belly full of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> and our guest today, Father Andy Seiberg, how are you? Hello there, boys. Uh, doing well. What did you just say? Doing Good. well. Back in the swing. We just so talked to you a go. couple weeks ago, but you're back in the swing. The boys are back in town. Seminary is full and robust. You're traveling the state, preaching all over the place, trying to chill for Bruce. Yes, the, an itinerant preacher. Itinerant preacher. What's itinerant mean? Not all the time? Yeah, I just kind of am able to freely kind of move about and I just go into parishes, cause messes, ask, and then ask them for money know. and then leave. Yeah, and leave the mess for the pastors to take care of. It's a sweet <laughs> gig. Perfecto. You know, yeah, I just imagine you walking in and being like, you know what, you guys need more robust support in your ministries. <laughs> all right, well, take care. <laughs> Let's stand for the creed. <laughs> Imagine just dropping bombs like that when you went in. <laughs> oh, and I'll ask the pastor sometimes, like, anything you want to say but don't but can't say? Because <laughs> I'll say <laughs> Which I think has to do more with just your nature and personality than, like, your role as itinerant preacher. <laughs> I would say that's probably true. I should be I should be more caring and loving. <laughs> Sometimes caring and loving is about correction. Ooh, that'll preach. Ooh. I'm right <laughs> that'll preach. You just gave me permit you just gave yes. me permission to be, you know, a little yes. rough around the edges. I also am gonna I want people to know if I'm giggling throughout the podcast, it's because Father Andy has a jank set of headphones that only one works. And so he's holding it into his ear tightly. And it's just, I don't know, you look like you're in a sound studio just really trying to make it as a SoundCloud rapper or something, so. Well, you painted quite the word thing there. Uh, but yes, the headphones are quite cheap. That's why we need money at Brute. <laughs> there it headphones. is, for headphones. <laughs> we need headphone money. <laughs> All uh, right, Jenny, Jeff, are you ready for the, uh, what do we call it, the two-minute drill? The two-minute drill, I am. All right. <laughs> We should discern whether or not we want to start calling it like a different minute drill. Like the five minute like five. five to twelve minute drill, right. uh, depending on the weekend. I'm gonna try to keep it tight today. All right. Ready? We're at three minutes. See if you can get under five. Go. All right. Uh first reading comes from Habakkuk, Ooh. I think is how you say that. My There's favorite a lot of book of the Bible. Is it your favorite? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so you're lying. Great. Um so in Habakkuk we see some some poetry basically here. This just uh speaking of wordsmithing. Um, and we, we see him crying out to the Lord. We, we cry out 
for violence and he doesn't intervene. We cry out because of ruin and what we're looking at and he doesn't help. We, this destruction and violence and everything that's happening. But then the Lord said, write, write down this vision on tablets. So he gets his Microsoft iPad. surface out. Yeah. His, his iPad depends on who your sponsorship is with galaxy. Um, and, and puts this down and remembers that because of faith, they will live because of his faith, because of their support, because of that trust, they will live. And Scott, I am so happy to say, because it has been so long, but mm. guess what we have in our responsorial Psalm? Is it a banger? It's a banger. We haven't had a good banger as a responsorial Psalm in months. Not well, in well, months. I know. Yeah. It's been a minute. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait for you, Father Andy, in your travels around the state to just have some canter get up there, hopefully just slightly off key and just really getting after if today you hear his voice harden not your hearts. Um, come show joy to That is my what? hope as well. That's my hope. I'm well. sure. You get to see lots of entertaining things. Um, second reading comes from Second Timothy and... We're, we're just on a Timothy roll. I mean, we've been there for a while and, mm -hmm. and it's been quite invigorating to hear from Timothy or to hear what Paul has to say to Timothy. Um, but he's telling us. And two minute drill is up. Oh, great. So. Oh, sorry, gospel. <laughs> just kidding. You keep going, Jeff, you rascal. <laughs> you old rascal. Um, you. So he says, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice but rather of power and love and self-control. And I just always love a good practical reminder from Paul to Timothy of like a, a very kind way of saying, Timothy, quit being a coward. That's not what God asked you to do. He asked you to do something else. And so he asks us to guard this rich trust then. Um, and then the gospel, the gospel is Luke 17, five to 10. The apostles said to the Lord, increase your, our faith. The Lord replied, if you have a faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who am I, Which is a weird thing to say to a mulberry tree. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at the table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat, put on an apron and wait on me while I eat and drink? You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what he was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all that you have been commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Father, did Jeff get anything wrong? Anything we need to to, to ship up, shape up, ship up, ship shape? To ship shape? No. And you oh. tell me, how am I supposed to hear those readings and not be like, folks, we got to get <laughs> All right. Me in particular. Yeah. How are we going to get it together? Well, first off, we talked about oh, this a little bit off air, but like, Brother Andy, you, you have a unique assignment, unique location at the seminary, but I know you often travel um, as part of your your work. Where, where are you going to be preaching this weekend? I'm going to be in Bedford, Ooh, Indiana. Ooh, beautiful. Yeah, that's, my, that's my coffee. Oh, that's your coffee. Sorry. Stone cutters down there. Ooh. Well, lime, limestone capital of the U.S., Bedford, Indiana. Yes. Well, and we do these things called Brute Sundays, and we talk about the seminary and 
We ask for prayers. We ask for money. We ask for people to talk to their, that's one of my big things. Like parents talk to your kids about mm-hmm. locations because you don't want to stand before God on the day of your judgment. And God's like, why didn't you ever talk to your kid about a vocation? And I'm not trying to scare them, but I actually am really trying to scare them. (laughs) You don't want them to know you're trying to scare them, but you are actively trying to scare them. Yes. And then there's like a built-in joke for the gospel. We are unprofitable servants, but I do need your money. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. I I think there's something there. I think there's a Mm. thread there. That I can start to tug on. I I like that message of, I know we're not diving in yet, but I love that message of talk to your kids about vocations. And I think you have a unique perspective there as like one of two vocations in your family. Like, obviously I would assume your parents, I've met your parents. They're wonderful. I won't let you lie about vocations. Yeah. Like I think they talked to, they talked about vocations and now they have two sons who are priests. Like how'd that work? We're still, uh, jury's still out. <laughs> I didn't say quality priests. They have two sons who are priests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. What are you preaching on this weekend? Well, normally I would like to try to focus in on one of the readings or especially the gospel. But I really do feel like all of these things can just kind of, they, they really do run together, I think, in a pretty tight line. The first reading on suffering and questions of why and how long and all that first reading could have been written yesterday. Oh yeah. Just based on what's happening in the world right now. And also through the week, we've been working through Job and today God just starts firing all these questions back at Job and just reminding him, uh, I'm God, you're not. <laughs> so, so there is, there's that reality. The Psalm. Yes. The hard heart. I think that's banger. so awesome. Thank it's you. a banger. And you know, again, it doesn't specifically speak to him, but the most famous hardened heart in scripture is Pharaoh. And look what happens when you have a hardened heart. Like we, we, we can't underestimate the destructive capacity of a hardened heart. And this compromises our ability to trust God, to have faith in God which leads us to the second reading and Paul trust in the testimony. Don't be a chicken. <laughs> in more, you know, that, yeah. that's very Paul. Don't be a chicken. <laughs> and then when all of these things start to happen and we're doing the things that we're supposed to do, don't puff your chest out. We're unprofitable servants. We're doing what God wants us to do. And that's reward enough. And then I'll transition to Brute stuff. <laughs> Super smooth. Uh, well, <laughs> super smooth. So you go from those hard hearts super to smooth. soft wallets. But I'm writing, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> Have you, I'm going to save this for dumb questions. Sorry. Um, no, I, I, anyone who listens to this podcast on a regular basis knows I love a good, like slap in the face from the readings. Um, this for sure is one of those weekends that just reminds us. And like, as you talk about this, I, my, my wife's family has, uh, has long had a vacation home in, in Lee County, Florida that was devastated by the hurricanes this week. And 
as they've been talking about it, I'm very concerned about it and worried. I, I continue with like, we all have also continued to try to remind ourselves of the people who are hurting and suffering down there and those things. So it does strike a chord when you say that, like we're talking about this destruction, this violence, where is God, where is God? But like, he's been present. He's right there. He's, he's, he's answering our prayers, just not always in the way we need them or always in the way we think we need them, but helping guide us in this way and just giving us that reminder. So I think that was good. Yeah. He's right there in the debris and the wreckage and he's not going anywhere. And that's usually where we find God the most is in the debris and the wreckage. Uh, Look at Calvary right there at the heart of horror is Christ himself. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that we have to be broken to be built back up? I remember seeing a talk of, it was by sister Mm -hmm. Miriam uh, and she's fantastic. And it was at the seat conference in 2019. And she was talking, she said this expression, there is beauty in the breaking. Um, and when Jesus's apostles recognize him on the, on the road to Emmaus and they recognize him in the breaking of the bread through our brokenness, there comes a real humility and it's only hum- through humility that we really see the Lord. And so while we don't want the train to come off the tracks, Sometimes there's just, again, the beauty is in the breaking and realizing how much we need the Lord. It's kind of what's happening to Job right now. It's the concept of the, like, the lows help us see the highs, right? Like the the hitting rock bottom helps us understand we need to climb back up. And, and it's also for our purification, right? The mystery of suffering is hard enough to contend with the mystery of the divine wisdom that permits it is even more sort of absurd and hard to get our minds around. And that's when you do look at the cross and you're like, that's God's answer to suffering. So this is what's happening now in, in prayer and what needs to be preached. And this is all of it. Really good news, actually. And trust in that testimony and be fearless in the face of that. What St. Paul is telling us. Let the people know what the church is. And the gospel is is also reemphasizing the idea that like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have total and complete revelation. Just the tiniest bit of faith, the tiniest bit of trust, the tiniest bit of acknowledgement, and we can move mountains, right? Or rip mulberry trees from their roots and cast them off, which again, weird thing to say to a mulberry tree, but I get what he's point he obviously was working with what was around him at the moment but i think i think that's that's a key reminder here is it doesn't have to be it's it doesn't have to be a full and complete yes we're called to a full and complete like sacrifice of ourselves and giving of ourselves to the lord but he's saying like yeah that's what i want but even the tiniest little bit and you in in you're there and you can go and and this can work and you can have this effect, but you have to start with that little bit. And don't be afraid regardless of what's going to happen to you. Don't be afraid. We joked about it at the beginning, but uh, I've kind of been hung up on it this whole time. What does that last line actually mean? We, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. Uh, that, 
that there's virtue, obviously, in keeping God's commandments, and these things will bring us into consolation. But we also need to remind ourselves that we're only doing what God is asking of us to do. Like we hear from Paul, like, don't boast. Don't boast that you're, I'm reading this from, this is from St. Ambrose, like, do not glory in your service to the Lord. It is no more than your duty. The sun shines and the moon and the angels do their duty. We should not praise ourselves. And I think that I like, I like that image. The sun just shines because that's what it's supposed to do. And it will do everything that it we need it to do just by doing our duty. The things that will need to happen will happen if we're just faithful. We just do our duty because this is what the Lord wants us to do. And then by doing that, that's actually when we have consolation and a closeness to the Lord. And when suffering kicks us in the face for no reason, we can still have that place of trust. And Lord, this eludes me, but I trust in your wisdom more than mine, that your plan is more beautiful and more effective than my plan. And we know that it's just hard to embrace that. It's easy to harden our heart against the suffering that we see in front of us. I think that unprofitable servants has always struck me in that argument of like faith and good faith versus good works. Right. It's because in these moments, people will cry out to, I know I at times have cried out to the Lord and said, but I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this. Why have you not rewarded me? And it's that idea that like our good works, we're called to be servants. We are called to serve, but not because there is a reward on the other end, not because there's a profit earned by it, but because of what is already provided because of what is already given, what exists there in that faith. I remember uh, somebody that once told me that it's, it's somebody that's like a, you know, Catholic speaker type person. And St. Paul. Yeah. St. Paul said, and <laughs> he's like, but basically he like, good. If, if you, if you are wanting to be like, become famous and become like, that's like, you're, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Like if God calls those gifts out of you and presents those opportunities in front of you, then that's one thing. But to like pursue fame for that is not the right direction to go. I, I don't know. That kind of mm-hmm. rung. Oh, you'll be, you'll end up just being smoked. You'll become right. the devil's plaything at that point. And, and this is where John the Baptist becomes a really good example for us. I must decrease. Mm-hmm. He must increase because it's not about me. And when it's about the Lord, then we really actually can be fearless in the face of, a fairly compromised culture, a pretty hardened hearted culture. And we need to change right. that a little bit. Uh, Cause I think I'm, the data and just basic observation shows like, all these people are leaving the faith, leaving the church and is part of the reason why they don't really know what the church is. Like Fulton Sheen said, there aren't a hundred people who hate the church, but there are millions of people who hate what they think right. the church is. And that's on us to a fairly large degree, I would say. Yeah. It's a conversation we've had the last couple of weeks on this podcast about the, and, and that Scott and I have had with friends just in general about how 
we, we still, we've heard Pope Francis talk about open the doors, go out, get out of the churches. But we still, if we look at just like the basic concept of RCIA, how we invite people into the church, how we evangelize, we still count on that person being in the pews, the, the few Sundays of the year that it's announced that the classes are forming. And then we say, come join us for a year of formation and a year of catechesis for this one day that you can do this. And I know there's reasoning behind that, but but we we seem to have lost that idea of going out and draw and and drawing those people in and finding them, or taking somebody whose heart is turned in a moment and taking advantage of that to bring them to the church and bring them into the fullness and bring them into the Eucharist and 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 continue that that yeah. experience of just infusing them with Jesus Christ's presence. But you're right, Father. I mean, it's 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 on us. Like it, and now I'm kicking myself. You know, like what? Why aren't why aren't daily masses packed to the brim? Like why why isn't there a line a mile long outside of our churches every Sunday to receive the Eucharist? Like the most precious thing that we have on the on the face of this planet to be close to God Himself, truly a gift, and. And somehow in all of that, we become taking the path of least resistance and doing the thing that's most easiest and checking off the boxes to get done what we can get done. I don't know. I'm kind of getting mad at myself for not being a better Catholic, but I also know I'm doing okay. (laughs) Well, and that's just basic self-awareness and recognition of what's going on. And now that I know it, what do I need to do to alter that? And I think a big part of where we might be missing out is where is our joy and our enthusiasm? Woo. Right. That is a, that is attractive to people. And well, you seem really happy and like authentically mm-hmm. joyful. What is that? And, and Peter's like, have a, an explanation for your, for your hope, for your joy. And, do people look at the Catholic Church and see us as a people of joy and a people of hope, or we're just another one of many options? Other options is a killer, I think, for mm. us. All right, Jeff, do you have any options for dumb questions? I've got a few. It's time for Jeff's dumb questions. The part in the show where the glow of the flame of knowledge grows a little dimmer and our collective IQ goes down a few points, all thanks to Jeff. We're sorry. I have a, I'd imagine that's quite the menu. <laughs> Dumb questions in my brain. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's find some joy in these questions and your answers. All right. Amen. I have a left field one for my wife, too, when, Ooh. if you have time. You want to go first or you want to go last? Uh, I have two. Middle. All right. Um, my first one is the standard question we've been asking of priests over the last few weeks, and we'll continue to. Sometimes I get a good theme question going, and I get excited about it. Recently saw a post where a, a parish was offering at their silent auction that if you won the silent auction item, you could eliminate a hymn from being played in your church for an entire year. Father, if you could eliminate one hymn, one song from being played in any church that you are preaching in for an entire year, what would it be? I don't have one. Nope. I love all it. music. That uh, gives stop glory it, Father to God. Patrick. I can't. 
What do, what do you what do you want Someone from tell us the one, one that you want to take off the list? We had somebody eliminate an entire mass setting. <laughs> but see, I I'm not I'm not so musically inclined. I don't. So all of them. I I mean I guess there's some lame. What is it? Songs it. out there. Say the lame song in your head. I don't know the lane. I don't know the title of these things. Hum it for us. I, I'm, I, I really am the last person that you want to ask uh, this question. I do remember a song that we had played in seminary once, and it talked about like the litmus test, and all. It, it was kind of what? a goofy song, but yeah, it was it was xed pretty quickly. But as far as Songs coming to my mind right now that I would X. I can't really think. All right, of after this weekend at St. Vincent de Paul, go ahead and text us and let us know what song they played that drove you nuts. What about "God Bless America"? <laughs> Is that one of your favorite hymns? <laughs> Any song that isn't like scriptural or theological, yes, I would. I would. So you're good with America the Beautiful. Get, get We've rid all of read those. about America the Beautiful in the New Testament. <laughs> all right oh. it's the new Jerusalem. <laughs> all right scott's question I don't, I don't think it needs to be this it is very left field so we'll wait till this topic comes up okay to do sure. it sure yeah i think all right. so all right here's my my last one for you i read this is the one i had earlier and i said i was going to write down okay when you're out at these parishes you guys do a second collection for brute correct uh, we we ask, but they can say no. Have you ever thought, hear me out, about mixing it up in one weekend while you're at Mass, say, guess what? Because the pastor's not there to tell you no. Say, guess what? We're going to do first collection for Brute <laughs> and second collections for the parish. Just, just really scramble their minds. I think it just... I can't imagine how much you would enjoy watching the people in the pews just look around at each other and not know what's going on. If you just threw that out, I do enjoy <laughs> that uh, as that happens often. Preaching. Yeah, when I'm up there preaching. <laughs> They're looking around. What is wrong? I want you to try that this weekend. Say first collection is going to be for. Ah, just kidding. Second collection, but then you get them spinning, and maybe you get a little extra money in the basket. I'm just throwing it out there. Try it out. See what happens. Got to get a little extra cash. Yeah, we know that you take all those. Don- you literally just pocket all those donations. Checks can be made out to Father and Andy Seiberg. <laughs> yes, yeah. or cash. <laughs> we like that cash. <laughs> Imagine you just but no. It's the Brute Sundays. You're are just awesome, leaving so. with a wad of cash from the parish that you preached at. Like, <laughs> like they just give you a yeah. They just give you a collection basket to go invest. <clears throat> Put all it right. all on, invest on black with a little white collar. There you no, go. I meant like, I like that. I meant like red, like roulette, black. Yeah, I know black, not, but not, not I, like clergy. And I said black with a little white collar. I understand now. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. It's this, this podcast has been explained a joke. Thanks everybody. Thank you, father. Appreciate you. Bye, Bye. You're Bye. welcome. It's alright cause I'm a supper. It's alright cause I'm a supper. It's alright cause I'm a supper Sunday.